Welcome to Unleashing the Champion Within with your host, Cindy Stewart. Our goal is to connect you with your best and help you live your dream and experience your passion. Each week, we'll bring you an inspiring message and give you the tools to help you release the champion within. Welcome to Unleashing the Champion Within. Today, I'm going to talk about who I am, the early years. It's a little bit of a detour from our normal topics of discovering our personal best, but I wanted to share a little bit about the pivotal markers in my life and challenge you to look back to see where those pivotal markers are for you. I love this little quote by Stevie Wonder. He says, I am what I am. I love me. And I don't mean that egotistically. I love that God has allowed me to take whatever it was that I had and to make something out of it. And that's really what we're all going through this journey doing. We're taking what we have and we're creating something wonderful from it. Each of us have a pivotal marker in our lives. However, there are two I want to share with you in a very transparent way today and how these markers have helped me and shaped me into the person I am today. Some of you may know me as a business owner, a consultant, a personal coach, an author, a pastor, or you may even know me a little bit more on a personal basis, a mom, a wife, a friend, maybe even a tennis opponent. I am famous for my grand statements of nevers. I'm going to share a few with you, and you'll laugh if you know me at all because you know that these nevers did not end up being never. First, never going to get married. I've been married for 38 years. Never going to have children. I have a son, a daughter, three stepsons, five grandchildren, and two great-grandchildren. Never live in Florida. I've lived in Florida for 24 years. Never going to move again. In our first 20 years of marriage, we moved 14 times, so I was never going to move again. So currently, we are fixing up our house so we can move closer to our son and daughter. Never would own a business. Currently, I own a business, and previously, I've owned three other ones. Never would pastor a church. Right now, I'm pastoring a church called The Gathering in Tarpon Springs, Florida. So My new mantra is never say never, because as soon as I say never, it happens. How about you? Many of my nevers came from self-protection. You know, they were a form of defending myself and protecting myself. They came from fear of the unknown, and they came from exhaustion. Just think about moving 14 times in 20 years with a bunch of kids. That can be exhausting for sure. And I believe many of my nevers came from not really knowing who I was and not knowing what I was passionate about and what was possible for my life. And really, this is why I do what I do, helping others discover their dream and live from their passion. I want everyone to find what burns inside of their heart and not let the past hold them back like I did for many years. And I believe my sharing these things will help you connect to where you have been so you know where you are going. Reviewing those pivotal markers in your life, those things that were key turning points will help you recognize how they have directed your life. So let me share a couple of mine. I always tell everyone I'm from Atlanta, but actually I was born in Chattanooga. I only lived there for a few months, and my dad landed a job at Lockheed. So we moved to Marietta, Georgia, which is a suburb of Atlanta. I am the fourth in the line of five children. I have two older sisters, one older brother, 
and a younger brother. My parents were complete opposites. They've passed away um, many years ago. My dad was like the super genius, IQ, crazy off the charts. He was the youngest in his uh, area to receive an Eagle Scout Award, incredibly successful businessman. He loved us kids. He loved family dearly. I mean, that was really his passion. But he struggled with manic depression, which we didn't really understand until we were older. You know, at the time when I was growing up, any type of mental issue was a source of shame for a family. And I'll tell you a little bit more of that in a later episode. But, you know, it was interesting growing up because when I was young, I thought every family operated like our family had because that was my frame of reference. And, of course, as I grew older, I realized that there were other good things and bad things that that drove our family and also shaped all of us children and our personalities and our goals and, and excitement, but also held us back in some of our things. My mom, on the other hand, like I said, she was the complete opposite of my dad. She was savvy and astute. She could figure anything out. She was creative and strikingly beautiful. She literally could do everything. If there was something in front of her, she would look at it and just master it in a moment. She painted. She uh, was a sewer. She sewed a whole wedding ensemble, including designing the dresses for the bride and the bridesmaids. She could do anything except get dinner on time <laughs> in the evening. You know, 5.45 to be exact was when we were supposed to have dinner every night. I can still picture the kitchen clock. It had a thin red line of tape to remind her when dinner was to be served. And it very rarely was ever on time. Even with all that, uh, the reminders, it was never on time. But needless to say, there was much screaming around our dinner time because my dad would come home with the expectation of dinner being served, and usually it hadn't even started. We always had lots of extra people at our dinner table, and to accommodate it, my dad made us this big dining room table, and he took a door and attached it to the top of a picnic table, and my mom uh, put varnished it, sanded it down, varnished it. It looked beautiful. But I want to share a little of uh, some things that it shaped me and one particular experience. My dad's family, his, his mom and dad, were devout Christians and would send us to camp in the summer. Camp Joy was the name of it. And actually, I only went once, and it wasn't really my favorite experience for several reasons, other than the fact I am not a camper. Never claimed to be. I have done a lot of camping, but not my favorite. And the fact that I'm super fair-skinned, and back then sunscreen wasn't invented, so I was burnt to a crisp the first day. Secondly, I discovered I didn't like riding horses, and that was one of the main things. I kind of jumped off, fell off of mine, much to my camp counselor's dismay. They were not happy with me. And number three, I didn't really know all the norms of a Christian camp, things like the songs we sang and trying to grasp this whole sin salvation discussion. I just didn't really know anything about it. My parents didn't go to church. So my first pivotal marker came from an encounter at Camp Joy. I was nine years old, and in spite of all the challenges, self-inflicted, I'm sure, uh, something happened there that would send me on a secret journey of discovery. It was a... It was the last day at camp, 
and we were having chapel. And I began to cry and kind of experience this fear, excitement at the same time. Uh, the Jesus I had heard about from my grandparents and, and from this camp time, I felt like was calling my name. And I was so overwhelmed by his presence, I really just stood there trying to figure out what to do. At that moment in time, something happened, and I just knew Jesus was real. And it made me want to know more about him. And when they ask, you know, who wants to accept Jesus? Who wants to partner with Jesus? I said yes and invited him to be a part of my life. This encounter changed the course of my life, but not as you would have thought. Little did I know while I was at camp, my grandfather suddenly died. When we arrived back to church where they would come pick us up, all the parents would come pick us up, they announced to us that one of the pillars of the church had gone to be with Jesus, and I heard the name Luke Jernigan. But I figured there were other people with that name too, you know, John Smith. I just figured it was normal. But then my other grandfather came and picked me up, and I knew that uh, my beloved Paul Paul had passed away. And with all the grief pouring out of through my family and the surprise, my grandfather was 56 when he died. I never really shared what happened at camp. I, you know, I was kind of afraid to tell anybody. I couldn't tell my dad because he really had animosity toward the church. And my mom was kind of going through this enlightened period of, you know, not really knowing God, who he was, and he was in everything. So it, it really brought a lot of uncertainty to me. And though I didn't understand who Jesus was in the big scheme of things, I did understand he was with me in some mysterious way. Whenever I would say his name, I could sense his presence. And really, for the next 20 years, I searched for Jesus. I searched for the Jesus I met at camp. Then there came a point after my mom passed away, I really needed help. I needed to figure out who he was. And out of just a desperate plea, I prayed, Jesus, I need to know who you are. I need for you to show me that you're real. And Jesus answered, and it was immediate. I began to really study the Bible and spend time alone with God. And, you know, at the time, I was working full-time and traveling for a living. So time alone with God was five minutes or 10 minutes or a flight on the plane. But as I started to hear more from him, I managed to carve out more time to spend with him. And I started writing down the things I learned and what I sensed he was saying to me. And really, everything changed. Everything in my life changed. I changed. My marriage changed. My kids changed. Our finances changed. My heart really began to soften and, and get to know who this God really was. And since then, well, let me throw in one other thing. What I really discovered was he was alive and he was personal and that Jesus really loved me. And, and since then, Jesus has called me to be ordained. Do you remember my never? Uh, never be a pastor. He called me to be ordained, continue my schooling. Uh, and I actually got my doctorate in uh, biblical study. And in 2012, my husband and I started a church called The Gathering with Jesus in Tarpon Springs, Florida. And our passion really is to connect hearts with the heart of God. 
You know, it's so exciting to uh, help people find God's best for them and help people to discover who God is and what he has for their life. He's used me to bring healing, both physically and emotional, to many people. We've helped marriages be restored and help others find his dream for their life. And in fact, it's just amazing to see so many families, so many lives transformed. So, you know, if you're looking for help, I would encourage you to stop and ask Jesus, help me out here. And I know he will show up for you just like he did for me. So as we close, I want you to think about something in your life. I I want you to look back, especially in your younger years, and think about what were those pivotal markers in your life that helped shape your direction and your passion? What were those things that, you know, may even held you back a little bit? What were those things that pushed you forward? You know, it's funny, I know for one thing for me is we provided this place for our kids to be able to talk about whatever they want. Because when I was growing up, I didn't feel like we could talk about anything. I feel like we had to have the right answer and not have lots of questions. So when we were growing up, I was very cautious in what I said. So when my husband and I had children and, you know, we have all the kids, we would have dinner And it would be our safe zone. We would call it family talk. And whatever the kids wanted to talk about, whatever we wanted to talk about at the table, we shared. And it didn't matter what it was. But we never talked about it outside of our family. So they felt safe sharing about what happened with a friend or a teacher or things that they were uncertain about. And it was just a great place of safety for our whole family. So think about those kind of things. Were there those little traditions or little uh, things that you've continued in your family or that actually catapulted you forward? Or were there things that you wanted to make sure didn't occur in your family? You know, when you discover what has defined you in the past, it allows you to refine your future. It allows you to shape and form a future that really speaks to your heart, that speaks to your dreams, that really speaks to your passion. So I would love to hear what you've discovered. You can leave a comment on my Facebook page or go to cindy-stewart.com, cindy-stewart.com, or even email me at cindy at cindy-stewart.com. I want to hear, you know, what was a pivotal marker in your life? And if you want some help through this process, even discovering who Jesus is or discovering those pivotal moments, you can um, fill out a connection form on my website, and I'll be glad to help you with that. Because we want to live our best. Don't you want to live your best? And we have to remember that you are the best investment you can make. Because when you invest in yourself, everyone else benefits from it. My book, Believing God and Believing His Word, contains little short stories that will grow you in your daily walk with Jesus. And with each nugget of truth and understanding, there's a call to action that you can actually apply to your life. You can get it at cindy-stewart.com forward slash media forward slash books. And it can really help you understand the word and define what does that actually mean to me? I think that's probably the biggest challenge people run into is they read something 
and they don't know how to apply it or they're not sure what it exactly means to them. So I am looking forward to hearing from you. And by the way, I do have a couple of events coming out. I'd love to meet you guys. Uh, One of them's in Tampa, Florida. It's called Invading the Heavens. And it features Sid Roth, Robert Henderson, Dr. Keenan Bridges, uh, Gloria Bridges, and myself. And it's August 16th through 18th in 2018. And then, oh, I forgot one other one. It's in June. It's sooner. It's in at my church, The Gathering. And it's called Women on the Front Line um, with Patricia King, Brandy Bell, and myself. And it's June 15th through the 16th. And there's some others. So please take a look on my website. And I can't wait to hear from you. And I appreciate you listening. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, do us a favor before you go. I promise it will only take a very short time. Please head to iTunes and rate this podcast. This is huge for us in terms of improving our ranking and keeping the show visible so other people can discover it. So thank you ahead of time for helping us out. To find out more about Unleashing the Champion Within, go to our website, cindy-stewart.com. Our music today is by Alexander and the Grapes. Check out their latest release, Hyperself, on iTunes.